In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's get out of here. Sometimes I can't help but fantasize about escaping to a pre-March 2020 world where museums, plays, and zoos were open, where dining outside was an option, not a mandate, where seeing friends and family didn't include a health risk calculation. I long to return to a time when people usually didn't engage in social distancing, well, unless someone around them had bad breath. Yet even in this pre-pandemic world of not so long ago, we were still longing for some changes in our lives. We might fantasize about getting out of town to escape the traffic, or daydream about relaxing in a quiet and peaceful place. Many of us shared this illusion that if we could just somehow make our lives a little bit less active and find some more alone time for ourselves where we could just think and reflect, all would be well. This fantasy has been shattered. These old daydreams have become our lived out reality. Many of us have had more than enough alone time and we're sick of thinking and reflecting in isolation. Many of us want something more for our lives. We want our lives to be more than just about self gratification, self-promotion, and selfish living. I think that for many of us, Scripture enriches our lives by helping us to ask the tough and difficult questions. Oftentimes, asking the difficult and challenging questions, <laughs> it's tough work. So tough that maybe describing God's work in the form of stories and parables makes them more accessible. Jesus is a master storyteller. He frequently uses parables to reveal deeper truths. In today's gospel reading, we have five, many, rapid-fire parables. In each one, Jesus uses a simile, a figure of speech that compares one thing to another, deliberately using vivid language to express a deeper meaning. Of these five parables, Jesus explains or unpacks Exactly none, zero, zip, nada. None of these parables are explained or unpacked. Yet the parable's message is clear. Jesus wants us to examine the ways that we live our lives. There are some guiding principles that link each of these five seemingly unrelated parables together. In each of these five parables, whether it's the mustard seed, the yeast, the field, the pearl, or the net, in all of them, there is an object of value, an object worth investing in. In God's kingdom, in God's eyes, we have all been given the opportunity to make investments. I'm not talking about economic investments, but emotional investments. There are resources, organizations, and people that are worth investing into. There are resources that God has brought into our lives that are worth our time and effort. In the parable of the yeast, it's the investment of the yeast into the dough that transforms the dough. Yeast is deceptively humble. It doesn't look like much. 
Yet as the yeast works its way through the dough, it chemically alters the dough so that when it is baked, when the fires and pressures of life comes, and, and we're definitely living through some fiery and pressury times right now, that dough will rise. It's only in the fires of an oven that the yeast's work will become visible. So the first principle is, is that we all have something that God has brought into our lives that we can invest in. Even if it doesn't appear like much on the outside, there are resources worth investing into. The second principle is that God is that what God has given us is intended to be used. In the parable of the net, Jesus describes how when a fishnet is actively deployed into the sea, a family can be fed. Creating a fishnet takes a lot of work, and their crisscross pattern can be interesting to look at. But the fishnet's greatest value doesn't come from artistic merit, but rather from its deployment and practical use. If that same fishnet was never deployed, the net would not be doing the work that it was primarily designed to do. God has given us work to do. God has given us tools to accomplish that work. We have God-given skills, talents, and tools. So to recap, the first two principles from this series of five parables that Jesus tells are... Number one, God has brought us resources, organizations, and people into our lives that are worth investing in. Number two, the things that God has given us are intended to be used. And now the third principle. Go all in. In the parable of pearl, a pearl is of great value, and it's for sale. A merchant, or as we might say, an investor decides to buy it. In order to complete the sale, they have to liquidate all that they own so that they can afford the purchase price. They forgo all their other money-making opportunities to buy this one single pearl. Apparently, this pearl is so valuable, so worth the investment, that the investor decides to go all in. Some things are worth going all in. The eternal things of God's kingdom are worth going all in. Love without self-gratification. Kindness without self-promotion. Generosity without selfish living. These are the kinds of things worth going all in on. Remember earlier when I said that those things that we once pined away for, like downtime and less active lives, haven't really fed our souls the way we were expecting, there is definitely a place for rest and relaxation, but we are designed for more than just perpetual rest and relaxation. Jesus reminds us in these parables that God calls us to invest in others, to use the resources that God has given us, and to go all in on the work that God is doing. So let me ask you some questions this morning. In what ways is God calling you to invest in others? In what ways is God asking you to use what you have been given? How can you go all in on the work that God is doing in you 
around you and in your sphere of influence. God's work has not stopped during the pandemic. One could argue that God's work has only intensified. Keep being open to God's work in your life. Amen.